Listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Mental Health Monday, and we have a great topic, great guests lined up for you today. Nice variety throughout the summer, covering yeah. a variety of topics, uh, enjoying this, and learning a lot as well in this yeah. series. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Life after COVID. Um, <laughs> at least we're hoping. Uh, uh, what What does life look like? We have great hopes of what life looks like after COVID and the pandemic. And uh, some insights for us today from the Reverend Edgar Kyneth. He's Director of Cross-Life Ministries, the Counseling Ministry of Ambassadors of Reconciliation in Seymour, Indiana. Ed, welcome to the Coffee Hour. Well, thank you for having me. It is a delight to get to talk with you again and uh, learn more about this upcoming webinar series that you have called Life After COVID from Ambassadors of Reconciliation. We'll get to more of the details about that, but we're going to dig into the topic of life after COVID this morning. Uh, I'd love to, to touch on some of the subjects that you'll be covering in the webinar. So let's let's start with, first of all, how has the culture of our country, of our nation, impacted the life of the church? Well, it, it's not only impacted the life of the church today in terms of pandemic, it really, culture has always impacted the life of the church. You just can go back uh, a few years. Say, let's go back to 9-11, for example, and with the assault and terrorism on our country and how the church was called upon to respond, especially to the fears in the lives of people and all the anxiety that was going on at that time and the uncertainty for our country. We saw an increase in worship attendance, for example. But then down through the course ever since then, we've had other issues that have come up in culture that the church was called to address, um, especially most recently, just in all of the sexual orientation and sexual expression and the opportunity for the church to proclaim marriage and the uh, gifts of being male and female and like. And so now with life after COVID, it just fits the pattern of the church always responding to the cultural issues of the day. How do those uh, responses, um, I don't know, vary or differ depending on the different situations? You touched on that a little bit, uh, but the responses to these different um, influences on uh, how we uh, relate to each other in the church. How are those different depending on what that outside stimulus is? Well, this time what's so different is it's become a national crisis that is affecting the health and well-being of people. And so we're having to follow guidelines from the Center for Disease Controls. And then depending on what the numbers are within your state, each state then follows those guidelines, but incorporates them for their own response. So where your congregation might be located, for example, I have some good friends and family out in Montana. Their practices are so different than what we do here in Indiana. And then I also have relatives up in Michigan, and their structure and response is significantly different even from us here in Indiana. So individual congregations, depending on their locations, 
are having to follow and honor both the state as well as serve the people within their congregations, honoring the guidelines, but also still responding to the personal needs of people, as well as clearly proclaiming the word of God and the gospel message of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So the element of fear has always been there. Anxiety has always been there. But how it gets lived out is significantly different this time. I feel like we have become less patient, (laughs) maybe more conflicted. Less patient with one another, more conflicted, just in general in in society, and 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 even divided. You know, looking over the last year, mm-hmm. how things have become more polarized, mm-hmm. and uh, and and we're more sensitive, less patient, all all dangerous things. <laughs> how have we gotten to this point, and and what does this mean for us, even so, in the church as well? Are, are, are you kidding me? You want me to address every one of those? Holy smokes! <laughs> okay, well, let me let me give you a, let me give you a fighting chance here, or give me a fighting chance. How about if we do it that way? Okay, okay. <laughs> all right. Um, let, you're absolutely right that there is polarization going on, uh, and it's as basic as sometimes whether to wear a mask or not wear a mask. It's the polarization of the seriousness of the pandemic versus some attitudes and mindsets that suggest, oh, this is all a hoax. It's a whole nother government interference and everything else. And so you have this wide, wide spectrum of where pastors and congregations are called to serve and to speak. Uh, I want to add something that... um, may surprise our listeners a little bit this morning. Uh, Part of this is, I think, also rooted in how angry we are as a nation. There is lots of anger being expressed throughout our nation. And what we're noticing, uh, especially in the whole area of mental health, that uh, my anger is justified because it has a purpose or it has a political cause or it's addressing a social uh, issue or a social sin, if I could use that phrase. And so what happens is we get angry. We're justified in that anger. And the louder I get, the more I force people to listen to me. Except here's the problem. When we're dealing with anger, all we see it is becoming more elevated and more intensified. And what is sad for us as a nation is no one's really telling us to stop. And We in the church have a way of helping people address anger and sinful talk and language. Um, Just like Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4, Let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that which will build others up. That we can bring polarized individuals together under the cross, 
to talk about the issues and separate the emotion of anger. Is the anger real? Absolutely. But so are the issues. But if all we're going to focus on is the anger, we never get to the point where we're really talking about what's at stake and how it's impacting people's lives. So how do we how do we move through this this anger and uh, the I don't know if it's even culturally acceptable to be angry about things now because that's just kind of the state of the culture. How do we move through that uh, with our friends and family in our own relationships to get to a point of resolution, if that's possible? Well, that's a good question, and and there's not one easy way in which to get there. One is to first acknowledge that the problem exists. And uh, that's what the church has always been in the ministry for, is addressing sinful behaviors, sinful attitudes, sinful words and actions, and to speak to those in light of the message of God's word. And hopefully God's word would be able to work upon a person's life and heart so that um, recognizing that sinful behavior can be dealt with in confession and forgiveness under the cross of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Part Part of it also includes people need to be willing to listen. Um, we become so polarized that um, if you don't join my position or if you don't demonstrate agreement to my position, then it's not worth the time and effort to discuss and talk with you. I'm right. You're wrong. <laughs> I'm angry. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, no. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. And where does that get us? I mean, other than proving that I think I'm right, it doesn't get us really anywhere. Uh, other than in more conflict. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> it, it only leaves me thinking I'm right. Um, and, and maybe I am, but yeah, it doesn't bring us toward any resolve. Um, I, I want to get more into... Um, well, I, I want to talk about identity and also uh, what what we're going to get into in the webinars as well with uh, Ambassadors of Reconciliation. And let's do that in just a minute. Minute. Uh, we'll come back here in just a moment and continue the conversation. We're talking with Reverend Edgar Kineth. He's director of Cross Life Ministries. The counseling ministry of Ambassadors of Reconciliation His offices in Seymour, Indiana. And we'll continue that conversation in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Dun, 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 dun. 
Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're talking with Reverend Edgar Kyneth. He's director of Cross Life Ministries, the counseling ministry of Ambassadors of Reconciliation. His offices are in Seymour, Indiana. We're talking about uh, life after COVID, an upcoming webinar series from Ambassadors of Reconciliation. Uh, we, we've talked about our polarization and conflict and disagreement and working toward resolve. Uh, and, and some of these uh, really being amplified are very polarized from uh, life during COVID. How has the pandemic affected our identity? I think it's impacted our identity significantly. The church has always had to deal with polarizations and independent thinking. What's prevalent in our society is a very autonomous position. I'm concerned about my rights. I'm concerned about my feelings. I'm concerned about what's good for me, what's going to be helpful to my family. And and then we carry that over into the church where we demonstrate those autonomous relationships or those autonomous attitudes. Well, I'm not going to wear a mask. Uh, I think sanitizing, you know, that's over the top. I don't need to do that. And then on the other side, you have those that are saying, you got to wear a mask at all time for it's the benefit of, the, of, of everybody. And we do want to sanitize because it keeps germs. And so you have these, these polarizations. But isn't it ironic? what we have sacrificed. We have sacrificed our identity in Christ Jesus, who made us his own in holy baptism. My identity is in Christ, who washed me in the waters of holy baptism, where in the washing of the water connected to the word, Jesus Christ has given me the whole package the forgiveness of sins, everlasting life, eternal salvation. And then what happens following the act of holy baptism in our morning worship service? What happens is the pastor typically then takes the child and introduces the child to the congregation. And the child is immediately connected to the whole body of Christ. And what do we say as a congregation? Welcome. Welcome to us and join us. Our identity is found in Jesus Christ. Paul even picks up about this in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12. He says, can the can the head say to the feet, I have no need of you. Can the eye say to the hand, I have no need of you. But when we're caught up in our own rights, in our own thinking and beliefs, we sacrifice our relationship with the body of Christ. Or if I could simplify it even more, and I know I'm giving you a long answer here, but let me take one more stab at it. In the world, the world talks about me, I, what's good for me. In the church, we talk a different language. It's us, 
body of Christ, brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and so the pandemic has really exposed this autonomous position versus the body of Christ living, breathing in the world. It is such a challenge to um, to navigate all of those things that have happened, to navigate all of this input that we've been getting from um, all sides. And that, as you've been saying, that that really affects uh, how we view ourselves, how we view our place in our communities, um, in our vocations. How do we use that identity as baptized children of God to then move forward, um, to maybe rebuild relationships, rebuild community where, where, where we've been lacking it for so long? Well, uh, how do we move forward? I think, first of all, is to start again is what we're going to do within the seminar and, and the webinar, and that's talk about more openly our identity and what it means to be brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ. What it means to be when we say in the first article of the Apostles' Creed, I believe in the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, and really teach and define what that looks like. And then help understand how that gets lived out. For example, uh, just in our discussion here for this morning, and, and I know some people might misunderstand this uh, because we're so limited here in our discussion. The issue isn't whether I wear a mask or don't wear a mask. The issue becomes, as a member of the body of Christ, what's going to serve my neighbor? I'm going to wear a mask because I know there are benefits in the way I serve my neighbor. If I choose not to wear a mask, how is that also going to serve my neighbor? What am I going to do differently? Not just to be defiant, not just to be, nobody's going to tell me what to do. But when I choose to wear a mask, I'm really saying, I want to be sensitive to my neighbor. I want to not put them in a difficult position that brings around an angry response. We're always called to serve our neighbor as well as to serve and honor our God. It's a summary of the two tables of the law. And what we sometimes sacrifice is the serving of our neighbor for our own purposes. What will we learn in the upcoming webinar, uh, Life After COVID, from Ambassadors of Reconciliation? Wow. Um, <laughs> let me, let, I'm not going to take responsibility for what people are going to learn. How about <laughs> if I say it this way? Here's what we plan to present. <laughs> Great idea. Okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, uh, we're going to start out with what are some of the blessings that have come out of the pandemic for you? <laughs> and this is an Ephesians 1 concern. In Ephesians 1, Paul describes everything that we possess and have 
because of our salvation in Jesus Christ and the treasures that are laid up for us in heaven. So often when we get into crisis, when fear, anxiety, and the losing our desire to live joyfully, we get so focused on all the negative. So where we're going to begin is we're going to take a look at the blessings, the blessings that have come out of the pandemic, both for ourselves personally, as well as church workers, and as well as for the congregation. And then we're going to speak and talk about our challenges of what the pandemic has done in terms of the challenges before a congregation. Following that, we're going to take a look uh, at the whole culture of the nation and its impact upon the life of the church in terms of worship practices, in terms of people participating in worship, what's been the response to online worship, what's been the response uh, towards live streaming versus later viewing and looking at um, worship services but then also talk about how congregations have changed their way of responding uh, to people's needs during the pandemic. There are so many funerals that have been postponed, weddings that have been done in a more private way. So then how can we take those private moments and events and now reintroduce them back into the life of the church and make it a more community celebration? And then we're going to spend an entire uh, section just on anger and how anger has uh, from what's going on within our nation and how it has also come and slipped into the life and activity of the congregation. And then lastly, we're going to take a look at the gospel proclamation that we have and how many more people we're reaching in the world because of the social online network that has been available to us. One of the one of the most intriguing things I've found is how the church has been brought into the online world of our people in ways that individuals have never thought of doing or even ever considered being part of the online world. And then lastly, we're going to talk about some safeguards, uh, because even with online worship, there are those out there who want to undermine the gospel message. And so we need to talk also about how congregations can um, put in safeguards while they still publicly proclaim the gospel message of Jesus Christ. That sounds like a fantastic lineup, a lot of great topics. Uh, who, who, uh, who is this webinar series for? Who would, who would be interested in this webinar series? We're, we're hoping to reach, uh, obviously, pastors and, and significant leaders in the congregation, but also lay leaders, as well as just members of the congregation uh, as they come to address these concerns um, within their congregations. So we really want to reach everybody within the church, but but specifically pastors and lay leaders. How can we learn more about the upcoming webinars and sign up? Uh, go to our uh, uh, website, aor.org, and there there is a link to where you can uh, 
for the webinar. They begin on June the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And then they'll conclude the following week, Tuesday and Wednesday, June 29th and 30th. Uh, uh, the times are, let's see if I can remember the times because we're in different time zones. I will be presenting at 1 o'clock and 7 o'clock Eastern time zone. So uh, match it up to which time zone you may be in from there. I know mountain time, it's 11 to 5. So I guess in the central time zone, it's from 10 till 6. All right. Very good. AORHope.org is the website. Is that right? Right. AORHope.org. And uh, you can find the webinars there. Uh, AORHope.org slash webinars actually will take you right to that. Great resource. Uh, learn more about the upcoming Life After covid uh, webinars from Ambassadors of Reconciliation. Our guest today, the Reverend Edgar Kineth, he's Director of Cross Life Ministries, the Counseling Ministry of Ambassadors of Reconciliation based out of Seymour, Indiana. Uh, Pastor Kineth, thanks so much for being our guest today. Thank you for the opportunity and blessings on all your work as you proclaim this gospel message of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Oh, 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 o